and welcome to Behind the Scaffolding, a podcast where we talk to teachers about the hows and whys of what we do in the classroom, coming to you from the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. I'm Angie Berkeley, a lecturer in the English Department Writing Program and the Sweetland Center for Writing. And I'm Gina Brandolino, a lecturer in the Department of English and the Sweetland Center for Writing. And this episode is, we imagine, a timely one for many of us at this point in the waning term when we often find ourselves buried in grading. I'm buried in grading right now. And we all know that grading is an integral part of the job for teachers, especially teachers of writing, and it can also be very taxing for us. And it's no walk in the park for students either, many of whom have a great deal of anxiety about their grades. We sought out a teacher whose approach to grading could help us get perspective on both ends of the stress machine grading can be, both for students and for other teachers. And that teacher is Louis Cicciarelli. Louis teaches in the Department of English in the Sweetland Center for Writing, where he works with transfer student writers and co-directs the Dissertation Writing Institute. In terms of a teaching philosophy, Lewis says he thinks students are continuously learning to write through practice, feedback, revision, and over time. And Lewis does a lot of teaching that actually does not involve grading, but rather simply marking papers, providing feedback. And the ways he frames this work leads to some refreshing strategies for thinking about grading as more than just assessment, more as a continuation of the learning process. Let's have a listen. Hi, Lewis. Hi, Angie. How are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I'm very good. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. To talk with, with us about everybody's favorite topic, grading. Or rather, no, we're not going to talk with you about grading. We're going to talk with you about feedback. Yay. Um, so so you, you give a lot of what you would call feedback on, on student writing, not so much grading. Why is that the case? Or, or what is it that you teach that allows you to, to give feedback? rather than grading. So for it, so it is, it's kind of my classes right now are set up in a way that I'm a lot of the, my responses is feedback in the, the uh, credit, no credit classes. So for writing 100, we're giving primarily feedback and we might be giving feedback on drafts or we're giving feedback at a final essay, but I don't have to then put a grade on it, mm-hmm. which is different. And I, and for my writing 350, which is the transfer students, those students are also graded credit or no credit. So so I'm giving lots of feedback to their mm-hmm. work, but not as much having to worry about the grade, mm-hmm. which um, is delightful. It seems <laughs> like it's also a big part of your work with the dissertation writing yeah, institute, Yeah, I think right? so too. Or I think we're, like, it's, I'm not in the evaluation process. I'm really kind of responding to the writers more in that the space where they're actually working on their stuff. So... So it feels more productive to me to have those conversations or giving that feedback. It seems like it's less of the assessment, mm-hmm. right? That final piece where it feels like you're bringing everything together, but more with the the hope of this improvement, the possibility and the potential of the essay. So it feels like you're aiming towards that, and it seems a little less um, dramatic than that final thing where you're like, oh, A minus. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Delightful. Well, I mean, you don't have to have that final. I, I, I guess because yes, because I've been on that. I even so. I'm. I also teach a three twenty five right right now, and I'm, and I find that I I like to put the grades on. That's a graded course. Yeah, it's a graded course, Uh and so that's that's art of the essay. It's upper level writing, but I know when I'm responding to the writing, I like to put on the grade later. 
almost at the end. <laughs> almost sometimes I've given the students papers back and they're like, there's no grade on this. <laughs> I have to go to my grade book. And so like, oh. So, so I, I keep the grades on a separate piece of paper away from the papers and I come back and put the grade on very much at the end. So I, it's a whole different, yeah, another step for me to go back and be like, okay, I'm putting this grade on it. So yeah. you really, it sounds like you really feel like the, the, those two processes are separate for you. They feel like they're separate, yeah. I feel, yeah, and, grading, I, yeah. I, and I feel like when I'm even when I'm writing feedback for those students, um, even if it's assessment, it's closer to, it still feels more or evaluative. It feels so formative still. Like mm -hmm. when I'm kind of responding mm -hmm. to things, I'm still thinking about their future writing, mm -hmm. not just in these places, but thinking about like how that will lead to future things that they're working on, if that makes sense. And mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. I, I guess I just prefer that space because it it does seem, I don't know. I guess that that I I never like being graded. So <laughs> I don't like to be graded. <laughs> who um, does? Who does? I mean, it's like it, it's really an uncomfortable thing. You know? I don't. So I don't like. So so I know that that's part of what we're doing. And but I feel like when I'm giving responses, when I'm giving feedback, I'm in a different space dealing with the writing. And the grade seems like something we have to we have to produce a grade. And so and then maybe that's not the right <laughs> way to kind of think about this, because I know. We have to. That's part of what we're doing, and students look for grades. I think sometimes for just yeah. motivation or indication of how they're doing. I feel like I, I talk to some teachers, and they're like, you know, I really like everything about my job. I, I just love my, but I hate grading. I'm like, oh, no kidding, <laughs> right? Are there teachers out yeah. there who are like, you know, the rest of my yeah. job is terrible, but I really love I to love grade. Grading, yeah. I just don't <laughs> think yeah. that's yeah. like not yeah. a. Yeah. It's not a thing that happens. Um, but I feel like the. The trick of grading well is getting your students, I think, to read everything, even assessment, as formative. Yeah, it's formative. Right? I think that's a good way to think of it, yeah. That you really, it's almost as if the paper is still practice, right? It's still yeah. an example of like going forward. It's never the end result of that. And so, so yes, yeah, so I like that idea of thinking of it's always formative. It's always going to be stuff they're learning that's going to be moving them forward for the next thing they're doing and the ways they might think about writing I mean, even this assignments can sometimes seem like they're arbitrary yeah. <laughs> right we're trying to teach certain things but the assignment is it's an it's an attempt to get them to also then focus and work on something so mm -hmm. and we could choose lots of different assignments that might do that and they still would work on things and, yeah. and develop papers and so um, I know it's not arbitrary we're planning them right so there's a reason they're fit they're fitting together but at the same time there's no I know exactly <laughs> what you mean and when like whenever I think about how to choose an assignment that, that helps them practice a skill that we want them to practice or get something, but that, but, but like you're saying, there are many that could do that. Mm. I'm always thinking about, well, do I want to try to make this as close to a real world writing thing mm -hmm. as I can mm -hmm. or not? Or is it okay for it to just be, this is the skill we're working on. Yeah. You know, this is, I think, the most efficient way to, to, to do, do that. Mm -hmm. And even if it's not really an assignment where they can imagine a genuine audience, mm -hmm. um, or, you know, I'm torn about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I love to assign things where they do have, where, where it is sort of like a real audience, you know, mm -hmm. or, or even where there could actually be an audience, but those are hard to, I mean, not always, but, I, you know. This know. is a thing, like, I, a few years back, I got into sort of a crabby mood about this, um, because, you know, I'm perpetually in a crabby mood about this question, right? Like, about how, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it, well, so what happened was there, uh, there's this scholar called Liz Wardle, 
Oh um, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, who yeah. who who wrote about what she called mutt genres, uh-huh. uh, which is what we're talking about—a yeah. uh, genre of writing that that we invent that is not like anything in the real world mm-hmm. that. That is an analysis. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Didn't hear you there. <laughs> that that helps students learn a skill. Right. And she's very down on these. That hence the term mutt genre, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. it's a it's mm-hmm. a pejorative term. But I think it's a very um it's a very haughty position to think, oh, we must only assign real world writing to students. Because a lot of students, um, especially Lewis I would imagine a lot of students that you see Mm. and I'm thinking of writing 100 a class that Mm. I also teach come to college without a lot of experience doing academic writing and academic writing is different and has these skills that you have to learn somewhere and you don't learn always in high school you you don't always learn them and you don't get a chance to practice them as well Mm -hmm. and I think that that's that, that there's something about actually being asked to do some of those things and like so even if something is like you need to include three sources <laughs> and work with these like mm-hmm. which might be like seem like it's you're p- pushing on the assignment or you're like arbitrary how right, about four right. sources oh, I just want one what, but but it's still going to allow the students to practice kind of incorporating evidence they're going to have to come they're going to have to find evidence they're going to think about that and, and they're practicing it so it becomes kind of an exercise in doing that and the instruction around doing that or the feedback around doing that will help them prepare to use it in other places but without kind of asking for it in some ways and going like this is the kind of paper we're working at because we really want to practice working with evidence and like how you set it up how you move through it because they don't get a chance to do that and and it's something they're gonna have to do a lot when they're here right it's going to be a a way of writing so yeah i think i agree with that there's so that there's there's parts of that that like it's there's no other place to, to learn it right there's no other way to learn it and so practicing and getting multiple chances to kind of practice it without being graded but with getting feedback to me, it seems like an ideal mm-hmm. situation, except for that that one other piece that you know, grading actually the grade, <laughs> the, piece. The, grade, grade piece, the right, weird yeah. thing where you know I don't want to be graded, but tell me, right. <laughs> what, what do you think, really? Right. I um, mean, because students are are hungry for grades in, yeah. in a lot of situations. I mean, so that's that's a hard thing. It, and they grades mean something to us still, yeah, you know, yeah. so they, they still will let us know. Um, something if that makes sense and I, I do remember the A minuses I got or the C minuses or the <laughs> the minus seems always to be something that's like the n- it's it's yeah. very it's, it's negative right? it's negative right. it doesn't no matter yeah. what it's, like, it's a, a plus C plus yeah <laughs> so how do you get a student to read even a graded paper for formative purposes right how do you get them to read beyond the grade that's such a good question I feel like the answer to that is if they aren't writing in a mutt genre, there's the potential for that. Like if they do actually feel like they're writing to an audience, but that is very hard to make happen in a writing class, I think sometimes. But I'm not sure. Lewis? I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know either. And I, I, mean, and I, I, I know, like, um, I mean, I guess I, I'm, I'm, I'm just assuming the students are reading it. One thing I'm just like, they're looking past the grade, and I don't. And partly because I'm, I'm not putting grades on for some of them, so I'm like, well, they're they're going to look at something. I, I, but I do feel like, you know, they. But I do feel like writers, writers definitely want some kind of, like 
response from an audience or a reader. So I think that one thing is just to be to know that at the very basic level, t reading the paper and responding as a reader is really important for writers to hear like you're, that you're bouncing back, that you've because read you're it. you're an audience. I'm an audience, right. and I'm going to be responding to it. And so I can, I think that that part of it. And I also think our, you know, our feedback can kind of, you know, I want to say that like, there's what their aims will match our aims, right? Or they'll kind of follow us mm -hmm. a, a little bit. And like so, if we're, we're stressing these things, they're going to start to recognize these patterns and and try to follow some of the things. I, I mean, I guess I also when I'm writing, I like to write on the paper. I don't like to type in comments. I don't like to use the because I, I can't read those myself. And so when I'm doing this, I'm like I can't process them. I have a really hard time processing them. I like to get into the paper and write all around the paper. So so sometimes I can actually see them reading my comments because they're turning the page like this and I can't see or they're they're coming up and going like, I can't read these words you wrote. I'm like, I can't read them either mm -hmm. anymore, but let's try to figure <laughs> out what I said. Um, but I think that there's that physically marking on the paper actually mm -hmm. conveys some of that. I like I, maybe I'm just way optimistic about this, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could see that. I could see that because, in a way, your handwriting is the mark of you as an individual audience. Mm -hmm. In the, in the way that, like, mm -hmm. I always do comments mm -hmm. on Google Docs, and I think sometimes, I mean, that it's, it's there's something a little impersonal about it, right? It's typed just like so many other things on a screen, on a screen. that we read every day. Yeah. I also think there's just like I. I don't grade on mm, paper, mm. which you still do, mm, Lewis, mm -hmm. right? I'm still doing that, yeah. Uh, I grade electronically the, um, using a stylus, and that means I can mark up the whole page. And there, I, I haven't found a way to Google Docs or any sort of electronic commenting to sort of like draw a connection, like circle a word in the top left and, uh, you know, I attach it. Yeah. And that, yeah. to me, is a big part of the mm. way I grade papers, mm. is sort of like, see what see what you're doing here mm -hmm. on the page? Do you mm -hmm. see that, that a page is a living thing that, that you walk through, mm -hmm. right, um, mm -hmm. physically? And, and I think that is a thing that you can only get when, when you're able to mark the whole page and, and sort of draw lines, which, by the way, Canvas doesn't let us do. That's right. Mm. The same. I just did a paper where the... Some kind of straightforward stuff, but a semicolon usage, semicolon usage, and then different ways that they cited things on one page. And there was like, but the student had used the semicolon correctly, and a couple sentences later, mm -hmm. they didn't. And I know that the student had some issues with the semicolon, so I was able, you did it here. We were able to kind of, so I was able to draw on the paper, go, yep. let's look at this. What did you do differently? We talked about the same thing with the citation. So those kinds of things mess it up, but it's good to, yeah. and you can kind of bring those parallels and kind of show them pages yeah. or the, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe I'm just old fashioned with the paper. I think so too. Or I think it's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I I would hold on to it as long as you can. I, 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 but I think you know, I'm adding some doubt here. Like Canvas and the kind of ways we can respond are probably much more efficient in lots of ways. And for a lot of teachers, that might I probably would if I'd started doing that earlier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I just think you lose thing. something. I mean, it's you lose the ability to sort of comment on the whole page. Right? And the whole page. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think you lose mm. too. Like you're you're taking something away from the students in a way. You're taking away the opportunity for them to like interpret what you have. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, I you think know? that's and, interesting. Yeah, and like I, I heard a long time ago. I can't remember who who said this. What teacher I got this from? But they had written up for their students a little thing about how they assess work and how they comment. And one of the sentences was, "My comments to you are like a language that you have to learn." And at the time when I read that, I thought that's terrible. You know, you're, not, you're, not, you're not being transparent. You know right. what? You're, you're you're hiding things from Good your luck. students. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, all of those things. I, but but now that I've have more experience and I've I've done it more, I I can see the logic there mm -hmm. in a way because mm -hmm. it's 
it's it's a way. I mean, not that you're trying to be intentionally mm-hmm. obfuscating or anything, but like you're you're asking your students to engage with how the work hit you as a reader, mm-hmm. right? Which is always going to be individual. It's never going to be completely mm-hmm. quantifiable, right? Yeah. And so there's something about asking the student to like meet you and yeah. connect and with connect you those about things. the work. Yeah, right? I like that. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, the hand, even just the, the handwriting. The handwriting does handwriting that. Reminds and it's, me of that. it's kind of it's very messy. It's kind of all over the page in some ways. Um, and and then I start having symbols that I like. I like to draw lines through the page, like in between paragraphs or sections. that I notice like there's they're developing yeah. sections. I'll mark them. So I'm like, these three paragraphs are working together. These two are working together. Or um, but but oh, so I'll have other so but I will use the pen in other ways like so and I think you'll you know you check marks and I'll want to say something positive and like I'll be addressing but I'll point to something specific and I'll put X's or places where I'm like I'm gonna and so they'll start to read a little of those things of like okay this is something that it's more positive this is something we're to think about and then like circles I'll put little circles in, or big circles in between places where I'm like it needs to expand mm-hmm. and then I'll have an arrow going to that circle going you you can say more in this like so it starts to become a, a way to maybe for them to start thinking of the opportunities that are still in the text and okay so you, know. you just said something interesting mm-hmm. right there and uh, you can say more is what you said and I feel mm-hmm. like this is one strategy mm-hmm. to get students to read comments as formative right like People hand in final drafts, and mm. final drafts are done, and they get a grade. But using in your comments language that suggests that no piece of writing is ever done mm-hmm. is one way to, to have them constantly think about opportunities to improve, right? right. So, like, y- you know, you can say more about this, or uh, I'm trying to think of another way to say that. But, but that seems like a good strategy for having students read not just uh, – Justification for grade, but also opportunity to grow. To grow, yeah. What, yeah. Else, develop. Could yeah. Yeah. what else could yeah. they do? Yeah. Yeah. And I think even those kinds of questions, I mean, so questions I think are really good. Questions. There's questions. a lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'll use one, like, so one set of comments that I'll kind of, I'll repeat often, but it's like just how else to phrase this. Like, I don't know. There's sometimes I right. used to just put awk. Or right. Awkward, or I didn't. I didn't know what to. What do like, you mean? What do you mean here? But now I just now I get to like how else to phrase this? How else to say this? It's like sometimes I'll just put bracketed things, and then pretty soon I put I've gone from how else to express this or how else to phrase it to just how else. Mm-hmm. So a couple times it'll just be like once they read it a few times, they're like, oh, I that's, there's lots of ways to say the same point. Like how mm-hmm. else? And they might read the line over again. Hopefully it's like this reading aloud, going mm-hmm. back to them. They're like there's lots of ways to say the same idea. Mm-hmm. The idea is not necessarily that issue but it's like maybe there's different ways to frame it or phrase it that might be better and so so then giving a couple of examples like that can help um Mm -hmm. yeah so i think and i wonder if a lot of this just happened for me out of writing workshop because we have a lot of experience in writing workshop where we're looking at papers and we actually have the physical paper and so we're often whether we're writing it or not we're responding to it directly as a as a text in front of us and i don't know so that to me is also kind of reinforce that that because yeah. it happens really fast yeah, and it happens in the right. moment and that's right because um, in writing workshop you can say you can actually say and you actually are in some cases confused yeah and so you can tell the writer that yeah. and then they can explain and then you can say yes write that yes because exactly. the truth is usually when we're grading our own papers we're not at all confused we know exactly what the student should have done mm-hmm. we we, mm-hmm. we could tell mm-hmm. them exactly the way to write it but mm-hmm. that's not really instructive mm-hmm. right? right right um and instead of as instead of answering the question that you might ask, just asking the question allows so mm. much more space for the student to inhabit 
the paper. Right, right. To think about what they're saying then, too, and they're thinking that it's not necessarily wrong. It could be better. Right. right? Or it could be wrong. <laughs> it just could be better. It should be improved in ways. And I think they it starts to slow them down to think that they have some more agency or possibility. And again, I'm, I'm hoping that that's what is happening. Yeah. Right. Well, um, at least you're, you're creating the space for that. I mean, it's true that I think not every student will feel that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that's right. I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a real, it, it's, a, it's, it's a challenge, right? You're, because you're trying to get them to pay attention to what you're writing or right. trying to get them to engage with it or to go, or at least get back to their text. I mean, if the, the best thing is if they go back and actually read their own, own papers over again. Um, so I will often put that in my 325. As you reread your paper, yeah. <laughs> you know, as you're rereading, think about the comments right. as you're reading. Don't just go through and read the comments, read the paper, and then read my comments alongside mm-hmm. it. So you're actually reading your paper yourself again, which I... Wow, that's great. I don't think I've ever explicitly advised my students to do that, but I, kind I of will now. I, I just kind of... Impl- yeah. I want to just be like, well, you're rereading. You yeah. might like, read these comments. Like, so a little bit of that kind of pushing them. But again, I wonder how many of them actually then go back. Yeah. I think in, like, I, I just assume in a 325, and that level mm. that they're because they're going forward, they're going to be like, I want to read this thing. They care about their work and right. they're caring about it. And they might be like, oh, I do want to see yeah. what I can do going forward. When I mm. hand back papers, I always say my comments are in conversation with your paper. Mm. I actually don't write very big end comments. Mm-hmm. I write all my comments, you know, except for a few marginally. And I say your the comments will not make sense unless you read them uh, alongside your paper. Mm-hmm. Like, how many of them do that? I, I do not know. And I... I am sad to say that I get the impression that a lot of times students don't read comments on papers, but I had this great victory <laughs> where it ended up uh, being caused by a snafu on Canvas um, where I thought I had muted all the grades, but actually I was grading and students were getting the grades as I was posting, which I didn't know, Ooh, which yeah. was horrifying. And um, But for some reason they were able to see their grades and not what, and not the papers. Huh. So a student got the grade, which was a C plus plus. It was positive mm, it's C positive. plus. It's a positive. Um, it's a positive. And then like panicked and wrote to me and was like, "I I don't understand why I got a C plus. I I I can't. Uh, I don't understand. You you didn't write any comments on my paper." And I was like, "Whoa whoa! I've written a lot of comments on your paper. Why can you see your grade anyway? You know." And so mm. we it was a snafu with Canvas. We worked it all out. But I sent her her paper. She had made an appointment to come see me. Um, about her grade because she was very upset. I sent her her paper and she came and she said, I actually completely understand why I got a C plus. And I was like, oh my God. Wow. This is like a mirror. Like I never felt like a better grader in my life. That was a C plus paper where the student said, not didn't say, why did I get a C plus? I I didn't deserve a C plus, but said I understand why I got mm-hmm. a C plus, and I to me that was like the biggest grading victory I've ever. Well, had. it means yeah, it was in big. your comments, yeah. and you were conveying in your comments, yeah, too, which yeah. is important. Yeah. But that was a student who read the comments. Mm-hmm. Now read the comments because of the C plus, and maybe that's something that happens, right? Maybe the lower the grade, the more they read. Well, I mean, there's this grading maxim I feel like that I've heard, which is when whenever you comment, you're not justifying the grade. But somehow you're justifying you're the justifying grade. the grade. I mean, yeah. and I don't like I'm not even sure. I think that that's always a bad thing. I mean, because if someone is doing, I mean, here at Michigan, C plus is shocking for mm-hmm. many of our students. Mm-hmm. Right, they're not that's, that's very low grade for them, and and they want to know why, and mm-hmm. I want them to know why, and mm-hmm. I want it to be clear, and yeah. I want mm-hmm. it to, you know. So yeah, yeah. no, I think I, I think that I mean, in, in a lot of ways, you are 
trying to frame why the grade you get the grade that's the grade they earned right right so I think it can be if it's if it becomes too much pressure like if that makes sense um like if the grade is too determinant of the response I don't know like it seems some sometimes like if the student puts grades they're so concerned about the grade that it that it becomes we become as graders defensive about and then the yeah. justification becomes more defensive it's like right, this right. is no this is why this is not right. an A and it's like ah oh, it's an A minus I, I it's just <laughs> like <laughs> let me tell you the ways it could have been an A but it doesn't have to be you know if that makes sense and I feel like sometimes uh-huh. it can be defensive because in a, in a ways that can be partly because the students are coming wanting to know right and so it feels like you almost have to defend why you would give something a certain grade but I think yeah all comments are in some ways you're explaining why the yeah. great, they got the grade that they did. Which is probably the great gift of um, the credit no credit work that you do, right? That you're you're not justifying. You are unhinged from any yes, justification. I, I think that freedom is, makes it. Yeah, I, I like that. I, mean, mm-hmm. I, I like that. I mean, I I, I don't know, like, because I know at this point in the term that grades matter and so in writing 100 those students have four other classes and those are being graded and so sometimes they're not pushing as hard some of them are not all of them before that grade where the grade could be really motivating but it seems like a distortion of real motivation in some ways yeah. like if they're just a, trying for the grade and they're not thinking about their learning and and for writing since it's so it's such a you know it doesn't just happen in the term like it really just doesn't you can't almost expect that someone's going to be like yes it just i learned it right got it got this down this I last term it. i can write i mean it's i'm always marvel at just like we've been teaching how long have we been teaching writing there's just we haven't come up with a way right there's no there's not like this is the way to learn writing right, <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right, like, right. and this is the way to assess writing it's like we've got so many different systems so many theories continuous and it's yeah. a, the huge labor to actually try to convey this stuff because it's so complex. There's not just like, here's a program. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, no, that's so true. Yeah. For a hundred years, yeah. right? Of like this kind of trying to sort out like how thousands of years, thousands of yeah. years, yeah, millions, millions. Yeah, well, I'm thinking of composition, like especially sure. in, co- in college, yeah. but like, yeah, it seems like we're still trying to sort this thing out, yeah. <laughs> which says something about it. I think the, the work of it, right. what writing is, and why it's so complex, and probably why it's not going to be something you just learn at the end of the term. And you're like, I've got to this level, mm-hmm. um, I've got to this competency, or this kind of. It's, it's it might happen over over time, yeah. Um, yeah. which we all kind of know in some ways. Is that right? Uh, I right. I was thinking about something sort of similar to that the other day about grading, mm-hmm. actually, because I've been thinking a lot about um, contract grading and hearing a lot about that mm-hmm. lately, and that's something I've only sort of dipped my toe into, but. Mm-hmm. It's this whole other system with a whole different kind of idea behind it than the idea of you've got some A's and you've got some B's and you've got some C's and and so on and so forth. And I just thought to myself, well, yeah, there are lots of different systems and no system is going to be perfect for you. There there are always going to be problems you have with it and things that don't seem fair, don't seem accounted for, but but you've got to use something. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and yeah, so it's just... I, I think I was sort of belabored under the point that, that there's a perfect system out there. Mm-hmm. And that I don't we think, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't think there is. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't found it yet. I mean, it, it, it's nice when you get to talk to the students. Like, if you could, right. I don't know if that's the perfect system. I feel like that's sometimes the closest. Like, if I'm giving a student a paperback and we can talk about it, which happens in 100, they can ask questions and I can say what I was thinking and we can go through the teaching things that I would want to, mm-hmm. the things that they might still be able to learn or go, as they're going forward. But there's not assessment, it's just this kind of ex- Change. I mean, there is assessment that's happening, but it's not. 
Okay, then that was a great conversation. B minus. I'll see you next week. <laughs> um, minus again. Right, right. Minus. Yeah. Right. I have I've read a little bit about that about teachers who do that. It's just a conversation. That's wow. it. And then, but there is also a grade attached to it. There is still it's a grade attached. Conversation, attention. and then you learn what your grade is. A graded conversation. conversation. <laughs> and I think I want to say there was a teacher that um, here who would tape record, right? Like send a message of of of. of an online message, right? So they'd, was, like, they'd give their feedback, so you'd have to listen to the whole feedback. It was in a language, so I wish you had to translate it to, to <laughs> and then the grade was given at the end, right? So you'd have to listen through it to hear the feedback, and then you'd get the grade at the end. So if you wanted to get to the <laughs> your grade, wow. you'd have to listen to it, which I thought was a nice way to actually do it, because you would, I mean, I, I don't know, would, did you read, would you look at the grade first and then read the feedback, or did yes, you start the always. feedback? Yes, yeah. Grade jumped out at you like, you? I'm trying to remember. You are you hmm. telling me you actually read the comments first? I think I did. Wow, Angie, you are virtuous. <laughs> you are so virtuous. No, I loved the comments. I mean, I hung on. The I comments. love the comments yeah. too. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. Because the grade was so. What did you read first? I would look at the grade and then feel you know crestfallen or something and be like. Minus again, I can't believe it. <laughs> and then, but then I would go back. I mean, but I would, I would hang on the comment. I would be like, oh, oh, that. and really the positive stuff really helped me think about what to do. And then the stuff that I wasn't doing as well, I'd be like, I'm doing that again. <laughs> like, I'm doing this. I didn't know what to do about it, but it was there kind of spotting it. I think I remember a lot of papers didn't give a lot of feedback. So I have all of my papers from an undergrad, I saved all of them. For some strange reason, and I think only a handful of them have more than a sentence. B minus, nice job. You know, be like, okay, I don't know. B okay. minus, and then it'll be like, okay, I don't know what to do with that. You know, it's like, right. um, so, so the other comments in the text would be the little bits of stuff that could could help, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But I always liked it when they talked about my ideas. Yeah, and I, absolutely. And, and minus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was so thrilled, yeah, <laughs> thrilled by that. If, yeah. the, right, if the teacher's talking about it, and if they didn't in favor of talking about, like, you, this is a comma splice, yeah. you're missing a word here. Like, and if they just did that, I would be like, yeah, I know. Right, <laughs> but what right. about Tell my ideas? What did I, what am yeah. I think, what are my yeah. ideas? And so, so at that level, I feel like you want to, I always want to make sure I'm talking to students about that stuff, right? So like, there's mm. another mm. thing in the plus mm. column, mm. like talk about the ideas, mm. right? When you're, when you're, providing feedback ask questions mm. what was it we had another really good uh, piece of advice ask questions something and to really talk about the students ideas yeah, right because I feel like that automatically feels more formative than mm-hmm. assessment mm-hmm. right and, and, and I think once you hear like if you hear that right as a student then and I know I felt as a writer then oh they're li- they read this they're thinking about my ideas mm-hmm. and they're going to talk about the ideas and then they're going to move to stuff that will help me improve my paper versus yeah. these things were all wrong <laughs> these, yeah. you had problems with these things so I couldn't really get to your ideas and that would frustrate me I mean I think a lot of feedback was like that and, I, and so I kind of feel like Somewhere along the line, I kind of wanted to not do that. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I would have teachers who would not, they'd stop reading after five errors, grammatical errors. And so, oh. which was always like, I would be oh, like, you haven't got crazy. through the first paragraph of my paper. Like, well, we say, I saved time on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get through. <laughs> wow. Like, um, so, so I think like that, you know, that sense of like, um, 
yeah, wanting to talk more and, yeah. or, and, and even on the, on the paper to respond more mm -hmm. to ideas. Have you ever done anything where you require them to respond to your feedback? Ooh. Either in person or in writing or anything? No, I haven't done that, no. I haven't, I haven't either, but I'm thinking no. about it. Really? <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I, I haven't done that either, but it's, it does seem like it, it would be cool to have an ongoing it, It's right. a sort of model of the conversation grading system that mm -hmm. you were talking about. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Just keep talking. I mean, I, do, talking, yeah. I do now and I, for every class, have them write about their paper when they're turning it in. Right, and so, and I, yeah. and I, and I, that's really changed how I also then provide feedback because I'm looking at that as I'm reading the paper and right. I'm responding to that stuff in my comments as well. Mm -hmm. So, and I, and I like that method or that idea because I, I can ask different kinds of questions too. I can really ask very specific questions about the stuff we're doing on that particular paper and they have to re respond to it in a way that get some thinking about the things they're doing yeah. and then I bring it back into my own feedback so I think I don't know it feels like it brings things in a different way and I'm like that's been a real and usually that's more successful. it's less content related stuff and more writing process stuff yeah, absolutely right? yeah. more process it's a stuff way to engage them mm -hmm. on a, like that mm -hmm. engage them in a way that's not um, assessment like on something that's other than their ideas mm -hmm. I mean, so like for instance, like a, like revision is big for me. So it like to want to be one of the questions, especially in 100, like what did you change in this paper, and why? And so I want to know what was this, what were some significant changes, and tell me why you did that, so that they're thinking about what they actually did. And it becomes really specific. So I'm they're like, he wants us to revise. He's talking about revision. Mm -hmm. I did revise. <laughs> this is what I did. And so so in some ways that that becomes reiterative, and you can kind of press on it a little bit. So it, it's happening in a different space than on their paper. Like, why don't you do more revision? <laughs> it's like, I'm asking them beforehand and they're responding to it so then I can talk about, well, your revisions were good here. Look at this other section where that you might also be able to think about how you did that revision. So, yeah, I think that's been really useful. And I, yeah. So is everyone doing that now too? Because I think that's a really- I think it's more common. I mean, yeah. I know in the EWP, that's part of all the templates. It is part of the templates that everyone is using. They have to write a reflective cover letter. And what kinds of stuff are they asking on that? Is there, are there questions People or is will vary it? Okay. Um, I think, I mean, I do one that I call a process and analysis letter where they have to talk about their process mm -hmm. and they have to talk about changes that they made, mm -hmm. how they responded to feedback mm -hmm. um, and things like that. Mm -hmm. I think it's some version of that. Mm -hmm. Talking about revision, talking mm -hmm. about their process, talking about how it went, mm -hmm. you know. Do mm -hmm. you do something like that? Uh, I mean, in writing 100, 100. I ask the same kinds mm. of questions. Okay. And then in, in my English department classes, I always have them do a reflection. And, you know, I'm basically open it up and I say, tell me what you want me to know about how, mm -hmm. this, how this paper went. Mm -hmm. And it does really change how I grade the paper, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like if somebody's like, I wasn't, I, I, yeah, I don't like this introduction, and I, I worked really hard on my evidence, but I just wasn't happy with my introduction. You know, like, that makes me less, it gives me context when I grade, mm -hmm. you know? Like, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know, like, I'm not saying that I would be mean about somebody's work, but it, I, it, it shows me that they struggled with it, and to me that matters somehow. Well, and they're aware of it, too. Yeah. They're, they're seeing right. it. I mean, so that places, like, yeah. I'll have a question on there's like, what would you want to still work on in the paper or something of that nature, and they, yeah. they usually point to stuff, and I'm like, 
Good eye. You were right. You should yeah. work on that some more. Like, yeah. absolutely. Like, good point. You that's you were right on the right track on that. Yep. Yes, we yep. need more of this. Yeah, I think it can help um, build their confidence yeah. as revisers yeah. or as critics of their own work. Mm -hmm. And it's suggested it's still in process, right? Still, like, oh, you did have more time on these things. I mean, I think we have to re remember, too, when we're teaching writing, that it's like, it's really a strange circumstance. Like, the deadlines are... Outrageously, I mean, we're just we're just generating lots of text. If you were writing for other real world real mm -hmm. things, or if you're writing to publish, you have a lot more time on drafts and stuff. But in three twenty five, we're doing you know three papers in three and a half months. <laughs> like, like that's a lot of writing and like of different ideas, and, and you can only take it really so far in that time. We would expect that someone would spend more time on a piece, probably, right? And so, but because we're generating lots of text, because we're it's part of the course, it, it just means to me it's like it's exercise we're practicing these things yeah. we're going through that the feedback is really important a part of that exercise it's um, calisthenics it's yeah it's just right. working through these things and each time you do it you get more experience doing it you get more practice doing it you become more aware of it the conventions and how they work and how you can shape a paragraph how you can work on a line how you can all those things that, that you wouldn't have a chance to do if you didn't have repeated chances to do them but it's still you know artificial like no one's writing I mean it would be Right. Yeah, I mean, it's like it seems like a lot, um, in, a, in a way that be like we're going to do four papers in three months. <laughs> yeah. That's normal. Let's get going. Um, wow, that's such a great <laughs> that's such a great answer that I wish I had given to this student of mine in three twenty five who once said to me at the beginning of the term after we had read some really beautiful essay. I can't remember what it was, but he said, "You know, I just I feel like we are never going to write an essay like that in this class." And I was thinking, I don't know how explicit I made this at the time but yeah you're right you're not you know and I, and I felt really bad about it at the time but I think that's a good response well it's at school you're, still, you're practicing yeah, yeah. You're, the you're time frame is just yeah. so we're enforcing like it's a it's at a term and it's, we're gonna, like it's mm -hmm. just a really artificial like, even to set up the deadlines it's like this one's three weeks this one's I mean I don't know so all that's we're, we're using that as a way to kind of produce and get them working through the process and mm -hmm. encouraging that practice mm -hmm. um but it all seems like it's pointing forward. Right, yeah. right. No matter what. Like, it's not it's not the end goal, even though it is within the course, right? It is within our, within our course design. I, I, what I'm thinking is that both of you teach um, writing purely, right? Like, you teach, uh, you teach a, a process, right? You teach, mm -hmm. the, it is a skills course. Mm -hmm. That's right. the mm -hmm. word I'm groping mm -hmm. for. Um, and I, I do, too, when I teach Writing 100, but otherwise I'm teaching writing as a way of thinking about a topic mm -hmm. in a literature course, right? So like, yeah, I care about how well written my students' essays are, but really I'm I'm interested in their ideas and how, you know, mm. it's, in a way it's inextricable, like how well you write your analysis is part of how good your analysis is. Well, it is, okay. it, but it's in a, in, a, in a writing in a purely writing class. It's more art, it's, it can seem more artificial again. It's like there's not a theme, there's not a subject we're teaching. The subject is writing. Right, yeah. the topic is writing, and so we're not. I'm, I'm not teaching the literature. Right. We're reading literature, but to teach writing, we're reading stuff to teach writing. And so right, it's and it's a different kind of. You're teaching literature at times too, and so some of it is also right. You're talking. Want to make sure that they're. Yeah, nobody's going to come to my class and be like, "I'm never going to be able to write Dracula." Like, I'm not <laughs> asking them to write Dracula. You know right. what I mean? It's a totally yes. different right. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in a way. <laughs> It, it is, um, it is I, here's what I want to say. Mm. It is more obviously an exercise. Do you know what mm. I mean? Mm. For me. But uh, the, the kinds of uh, process-based stuff that you guys teach, I think it, your students can um, envision 
They can, but now I'm starting to think that that maybe that's not good. Or that no, it's not. I mean that it's too it's too much. You know, like in the mm-hmm. same way mm-hmm. that that I want this perfect system to evaluate them mm-hmm. and make everything crystal mm-hmm. clear to them mm-hmm. about how they can improve. You mm-hmm. know, that that's a fantasy. That that's never going to be true. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that that all of this emphasis that we place on models, right, in mm-hmm. writing classes, mm-hmm. whether it's you know most of the time published models of really gorgeous work. Or even like student models, excellent student models. Like I wonder if all that emphasis is sort of misplaced, yeah. because it's not that. That's not what we want from them, really. Like we don't want them. You know, they they could sort of potentially slavishly imitate these things. But they can learn know? from and them. I they can learn from them, they're, but they're unlikely to be like be able to produce that that quality of work at this in the time frame and right, kind of, right, under those right, conditions. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think that there's like I would I guess I would like want to like when t- learning fiction writing, I would want to look read good stories. There's some bad stories. I can do this. But I mean, I do I like to so I want to say some of the times my student models are not necessarily the A plus A plus models of student like so when we talk about them, there's like. Well, I really didn't know about the headings here, and I was like, I'm not sure how the tone of this fit the piece, and so they'll start to critique the models, and then, and I think oh, that they're getting ready to talk about each other's essays, but they're thinking about it in ways that they didn't look at the the published writing, so it becomes like yeah, almost that they have a chance to start thinking about those things. Um, but I think yeah, that is a concern. I think like how do they go about doing that? Maybe that's some of the apprehension is like how how am I to get to that. Right, that right. place. Never be able to um, do that. Some of it is just exposing to them that, that they those other writers didn't get to that. Like that stuff is, and that's also this mysterious thing that they don't see is like how much writing happens before something's put into print. They right. don't all that's hidden from them. And you're like, yeah, it was read by lots of people before it yeah. showed up here, and and you don't see all that, um, and you're not going to get a chance to do that. But that's part of what we need to kind of expose to them is like some of that. Process right, to, that's uh, what the class should, should be. be about, the yeah. class should be making all that visible. Visible, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. How they, how you go from an idea, build that idea. Yeah, I mean, what? So, do you, do you like to? Do, what's your like? Do you like to give feedback versus grading, or is yes. there something satisfying about the, putting the grade in there too? Is that no. like no, I no? Like, <laughs> I like the grade. The grade, you is, do? yes. I don't like grading, mm-hmm. uh-huh. but the grade is an anchor for me. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? That like I feel unmoored mm-hmm. if I'm not gra- if I'm not a- giving a grade. That sounds just nuts, even as I say it. But it's true. Well, it's part of the assessment. You do have to. Ass- I mean, it's some it, when you know you're grading a batch, you do have to assess them. Right. So I I feel right. differently when I'm looking at the 100 papers on that 325 I'm looking at now because I am in the back of my mind going also I have to eventually do that. So it does become an anchor to. Yeah. Attached to. Yeah. I mean, it. I, I just this morning graded a round of uh, low-stake stuff. And low-stake stuff is almost like not grading for me. Mm-hmm. Because unless you're like really off the rails, you're going to get all the points, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And to me, that's delightful because I'm like, it's all ideas. Mm-hmm. It's sort of right, like, right. good idea, good mm-hmm. idea, good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, that was, <laughs> was mm-hmm. like, that's mm-hmm. what I put on every paper. They were all really good ideas, sure, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, but I feel like when I'm, when I'm reading something that's a, a major paper, it's, there's more than just the good ideas that mm-hmm. has to go into that, right? There's like, there is this, this sort of, asse- there's the, it's, an, it's an assemblage, right? It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a creation. It's a Frankenstein kind of, well, you have to take the parts and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think 
think you do. It's <laughs> keep going. It's an assemblage, but it's a, a bigger task, right? When when it's a whole paper, I feel like it's not just about having the good idea. Which you can do, my short papers are 350 to 400 words, right? One good idea, it's out on the paper, mm. here's my evidence, bye, mm-hmm. right? But when it's 1,800 to 2,000 words, you've got you've to really sort of more meticulously roll that mm-hmm. out. You've got to have strategies. You've mm-hmm. got to have um, a plan, mm-hmm. right? And 350 to 400 words doesn't really involve a plan. It involves an idea, mm-hmm. right? A it's good more like, pl- look at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. Whereas the papers is more like, let me convince you of this. Yeah. Or let me. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. There's more work to be put yeah. into it too, yeah. and there's more construction into yeah. it, right? Which then you then you have more things to assess and kind of look at and notice yeah. what the choices they're making to do yep. that. Yeah. How they structure, how they make it coherent or clear. Yeah. Um. Can I, can I say the great line? Yeah. What is your great line? I don't even know if it's a great line because I like to tell my students, I, and I say it only sparingly, but you know, we grade, we grade roads and we grade meat. And we grade student papers. <laughs> 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 I love We're it. totally using. That. I don't know. Oh, I don't yeah. know. If you're, okay. But it's just like, isn't it straight? I mean, I was like, what else? Do, what do we grade? Like, it's Roads, a such a, there's something about it. <laughs> me. <laughs> student papers. <laughs> It's a, it's a very yeah. There's something about it that's just like ah. Oh. Well, and oh, the, that's and a great line. <laughs> it, really is, it really is the grading of the roads. I especially like because it's like you're you're making them all. Yeah, you just smooth, smooth right. right? It's like right. this process. Yeah. Well, and drivable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. So it's like wow. it's a, it's a. I didn't like being graded, and then when I wasn't in school and I wasn't graded. I was very happy not to be graded anymore. Yeah. And then when I started teaching and had to grade other people, I was like, oh. And then I was like, I don't like this <laughs> grading their work. No. Um, and then I went back to school and I got graded again. And I was quite, it was even harder to be graded again. I was like, oh, this is, I mean, there's only so many grades, too. That's that, true. I, I know what you're world, saying. There's I mean, yeah, it, so many yeah. grades. Yeah. I, when, I t- when I talk to T about it, I'm like, well, they got, they got an A or an A minus or a B plus or a B. Or B minus. It's like you'd be like, there's six or seven or eight or whatever. You're pretty soon you're like, well, there's one of those. There's yeah. not that many choices. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, this shouldn't yeah. be in there, it but it's like. everything, right? It's like, yeah, and then you kind of know when you're grading also, like, kind of where they, I mean, that's maybe what you're getting at, too. Yeah. That anchors. Like, once yeah. you start reading the paper, you're like, oh, hmm. This is probably in the A minus to B plus yeah. range. Yeah. For, I'm not sure yet, but it's somewhere in there. Sometimes probably. they surprise you and they pull it and out. And they pull it out, yeah. yeah. But I mean, by the end of it, you're almost kind of like, oh, yeah. okay. But that's where that weird feeling is like, yeah. uh, like I know I have to decide those things yeah. versus just pro- providing feedback. So I feel like we came up with a pretty good hand list of ways to give feedback that will help students think more about uh, formative issues instead of, inse- of assessment issues. Um, Using the present tense in comments, using questions in comments, open-ended questions, having a conversation with the paper in comments um, rather than uh, just making pronouncements, um, talking about students' ideas um, in, in papers, talking about students' process, teaching, treating them like writers with ideas, I mm. guess those two fall into. And finally, having them write a reflection so that you can talk to them based on where they were at when they wrote the paper. Mm-hmm. And maybe mm-hmm. writing by hand. Maybe. Writing by hand. <laughs> maybe, or I don't know. <laughs> making your comments your own or in- yeah. individualized in some way. Yes, yeah, so you can spill coffee on, on the sure. someplace. Mm-hmm. Spl- you could have, maybe we can get like a coffee spritzer or something. You could just like, <laughs> sh- sh- 
like you put a mist of tea on it. Be like, I see it was read by, it was read by a person. I spilled coffee on it. Right, right. All right, all right. Well, thanks, Lewis. You're welcome. This was 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 a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. That was great. Bye bye. Okay, so that's it for this time on Behind the Scaffolding. Thanks so much to Lewis for talking with us, and good luck, Lewis, and good luck to us all with your end-of-term grading. Thanks also to Phil Cameron for his audio expertise and advice, to the Language Resource Center for loaning us their recording studio, to the CRLT Lecturers Professional Development Fund, and to you for listening. Look for a new episode next month.